Welcome to Cruising with Marianne, episode two. So on this one, I'm going to try to do everything in one episode, but I may split it up. Basically, I'm going to cover first-time cruisers. I know it's so different than, say, booking a hotel. You have so many questions and what the process is. So I'm going to cover the step-by-step on, you know, from beginning to end, what to expect for the first-time cruiser. Okay. So first, you want to decide where you want to go, right? So it is going to be either the port of departure, which is going to be a very good uh, gauge for what cruise you're going to go on, and it's going to determine the itinerary. So for example, if you live in Miami, you're going out of Miami. If you live in Orlando, you're going out of Port Canaveral. If you live in Baltimore, you're going out of Baltimore. If you live in Jacksonville, you're going out of Jacksonville. If you live in New York, you may want to go to New York or New Jersey. And those Ports of departure are going to determine the itinerary. So if that's important to you, now if you can fly to Miami um, or fly somewhere, then that you can do that as well, and you can select your port. So most people like to drive, so that's one thing to think about. And then obviously the date and the number of days. Do you want to go for three days, four days, five days, seven days, ten days, etc.? So usually first-time cruisers will start out with a three-day Bahama cruise. That's typically where it goes for three days. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of different options. And then you're going to want to know your cabin type. So you have an option between interior, no window, ocean view, which has a window, a balcony, which has a private balcony, and then a suite, which is obviously one of the better rooms on the ship, bigger, etc. You also may want to determine uh, what location you want to be. Now, what I recommend is going with something that is midship, if possible, and as close to an elevator as possible so that you have easy access to the other floors. And also, um, when it comes to cabin type, I just want to mention that, you know, you're not really spending a lot of time in your cabin because between Breakfast, lunch, dinner, ports of call, the shows, the pool, the spa, the casino. You're so busy that you are only using your cabin to sleep. So if you're on a budget and it's going to make or break the difference of you going on a cruise or not going on a cruise, then I say go go interior. You're only going to sleep there. And you'll find out after you cruise that that you are hardly in your room. Now, obviously bigger is better, right? So if you want to go with a suite or a balcony and pay more, but a lot of times, you know, it is a big difference between an interior and a balcony could be $800 more. So take that into consideration. It's obviously your choice, but it is also kind of based on budget. Now, the front of the ship uh, could be a little rocky. Uh, You'd feel more motion um, than the back of the ship or midship. So just keep that in mind. Some people are picky. Some people are not. Um, As far as identification, so if you're a U.S. citizen, all you need is a birth certificate. It needs to be an original or a certified copy and a photo ID. You do not need a passport. A lot of people think that they need a passport, but you do not. You can get off the ship 
with just your photo ID and your um, boarding pass. You do not need a passport at all. Now, as far as um, one thing to consider is trip insurance when you're booking. A lot of times um, you have to take it out at the time that you book the cruise. And that's just going to cover you for medical emergency cancellation reasons. So if something happened, you know, you broke a leg before the cruise and you wanted to cancel, you'd be able to cancel the cruise and file for a claim. So that's something to consider. You know, it's kind of like any insurance, right? You don't need it until you need it, but it's you're glad you had it when you needed it. Um, it also covers for other things, depending on which cruise line and which plan you get, but you will cover that more in details at a later time. Now, as far as um, gratuities, so gratuities can be added when you book the cruise or you'll just get a final bill at the end of the cruise, which will include gratuities. They usually run around average $16 per person per day. This covers you for the cabin steward and all the restaurants that you'll go to. So you don't have to worry about tipping them. It's going to be all included in this fee called gratuities. Um, now, dining options. So when you book your cruise, you're going to have an option. Typically, it's early seating, late seating, or my time, or open seating, depending on the cruise line. Early seating can be around between 5 and 6 p.m. Late seating can be around 8 and then my time, you can go anytime between those times. So I prefer to do the my time dining because if I'm in a port of call until six o'clock one day, I may want to, you know, come back, freshen up, take my time and go to a later dinner. And you can also, um, you know, just choose your, your table size and you can also um, make a reservation. So if you know like that morning you're going to be in, a protocol and you want dinner at 7:30, you can call from your room to the uh, dining room and make your reservation. Otherwise, you can show up and then the maitre d' will accommodate you. Sometimes there could be a small wait. So just keep that in mind. Also, seasickness. People ask about seasickness. Now, some people you'll see they wear patches. Some people have the bracelets that you can get on Amazon. I personally have been on over 100 cruises. I don't feel any motion. The ships are so big. Um, it's usually pretty stable. They have stabilizers. So I have never experienced that, but you know, you're more than welcome to uh, bring something on board such as the patch or the bracelet, just in case you feel like you're going to get seasickness. Okay. So once you book, and again, your itinerary, your port of departure is going to determine your itinerary. So you know, you can't go out of New York to the Bahamas. You can't go to Alaska from Fort Lauderdale, things like that. You know, typically you're going to go to the Bahamas, Mexico, Caribbean. That's all going to be out of Florida ports. Um, and there are some other ports that do accommodate longer cruises. So after you book, you're going to want to register with the cruise line. And once you do that, you're going to be able to pay for drink packages if you want to do any specialty dining, internet packages, and shore excursions. So now let's talk about drink packages. So drink packages are going to be where you pay one fee per person. It has to be both people in the cabin, and you're going to get open bar. 
and the price varies. I'm going to say on average, it's about $70 a person per day, but it depends on the cruise line. So if you're drinking more than five drinks a day, then it definitely is worth it to get the drink package. And this will also include soda, non-alcoholic drinks, as well as bottled water. So it's definitely something to consider. And, you know, you're on vacation, so you may want to drink more than you normally do. So definitely uh, consider that. Uh, specialty dining, you don't really need to do specialty dining because you're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the dining room. And then there's also the buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's so much food. Now, if you wanted to do a specialty restaurant, there is going to be a fee for that. You do have to make a reservation or you can do it in advance. And, you know, it might be like a steakhouse, depending on the cruise line, a Japanese um a Japanese restaurant, a sushi restaurant, an Italian restaurant. So they're really nice and I do recommend them, but you know, if it's not within your budget, you're going to you're going to be fine just going with breakfast, lunch and dinner. With the with that's included in your cruise fare. Also, um as far as internet, there'll be different price packages on internet. So you're on vacation, maybe you don't want internet. If you want internet, you're going to have to pay for it. And it's, it can either be by the day or you can buy a package. So that's something to consider. Um, shore excursions. Shore excursions are highly recommended. And all of these have to be paid for at the time that you book them. So you want to browse through your shore excursions. They do sell out the most popular ones. So you want to consider booking the shore excursions in advance. If it's something that you really want to do, if you're going to the Bahamas and you want to swim with the pigs, then you need to book that one because that one will be sold out. Or, you know, all the popular ones, snorkeling, things like that. So definitely book that in advance. Now, some people ask, can you book a shore excursion off the ship? Of course you can, but I personally have never done that and I don't recommend it only because I've had some clients that have had some horror stories such as, you know, if you do a shore excursion with a company that's in the Bahamas and you didn't go through the cruise, what you're going to, you're going to take the, you know, you might save a little money. It's going to be a great experience. However, what if the boat breaks down and you cannot get back in time and the ship is leaving? So the cruise line has no way of knowing that you were on that boat because you did it separately. If you take the shore excursion with the cruise line and the boat is delayed or something happens, the cruise line is in communication with the shore excursion and they're going to know that you're coming in late and they're going to wait for you to board. So that's what I say. And also they, you know, thoroughly uh, investigate the shore excursion companies to make sure that their safety, everything is up to par. So you definitely want to, um, Go with shore excursions through the cruise line is my personal recommendation. Now, um, you're going to have your online check-in, which is going to be 14 days prior to sailing, typically. And that's where you'll be able to um, get your boarding time. You're going to be able to choose different times. It's usually between like 11 and 3 or 2, depending on the ship and sailing date. But you're going to want to pick the early one so that way you can get on board. And just in case there's a delay um, or something happens on your way, you want to try to get there as early as possible. 
You'll also be able to print your luggage tags, ta luggage tags if you need them. And then one other thing I want to mention is that most cruise lines now have a bidding program where you can upgrade. So say you book an interior cabin and they offer you a bid to go to an ocean view. You can bid the dollar amount that you feel comfortable within your budget. So say they say, you know, ocean view is available and you want to bid whatever, $30 a person more to get an ocean view. You put in the bid. If it's accepted, your credit card is automatically charged. If it's not accepted, you stay in the cabin that you want. But it is definitely, you know, a good way to upgrade uh, subject to availability. Um, and you never know if you're going to get it. It's really controlled by capacity and, um, you know, inventory. All right. So let's move on to what to pack. So I just like to cover this because obviously people want to bring certain things that you can't. So let me just cover a few things. So if you're going, obviously, if you're going to the Caribbean, anything with warm, you're going to want to pack bathing suits, sunscreen, flip-flops, casual wear. I mean, you're on vacation, so it's really at your own discretion of what you want to wear. If you want to do a formal night and dress up, if the cruise line has a formal night, you can get as dressed up or as casual as you want. So even for formal night, you can get away with a dress shirt and jeans if that's what you feel comfortable in. So um, don't pay too much attention to that because you always have the option. It used to be stricter many, many years ago, but now they realize that people don't always want to dress up. They're on vacation. So we just say, you know, bring what you pack, what you're most comfortable in. You do not need to bring towels because you'll get all your towels on board. Even if you're going on a shore excursion, you'll be able to get towels. There is a blow dryer in the room, a safe in the room, most of the times a mini fridge in the room. Uh, just to mention, you cannot bring a steam iron or an iron. You can bring your flat iron for your hair or your curling iron, but you cannot bring um, a, a regular iron or steam iron. You are allowed on most cruise lines, you're going to want to check with the cruise line that you're on. Most of them will allow the two guests, the first two guests in the in the cabin who are over 21 to bring a bottle each of wine or champagne, just a regular size bottle. And that will have to be carried on. You cannot put it in your suitcase. Don't even try to sneak in liquor or wine in your suitcase because it is scanned and they will pull it out and hold it for you. You won't be able to take it on the cruise because obviously they want you to drink on board. So you are allowed to bring a bottle each for the first two guests in the cabin of wine or champagne. You can also bring as a carry-on, and again, depending on the cruise line, a six-pack of soda or a six-pack of water. That will be um, dependent on which cruise you're going on, but most of them will allow that. Okay, so let's just talk about life on board. Uh, or, or uh, sorry, not life on board, but boarding. So, Boarding closes two hours before sailing. You're going to want to make sure that you get there early. Even if your ship is leaving at 5 p.m., that means boarding is closed at 3. So don't think just because the ship is leaving at 5 that you can show up at 4.45 because they will close it. Uh, you know, it's a customs thing. 
and you will not be able to get on board. So please do not miss the boat. Now you're going to also select your boarding time. So, you know, if you select 11 o'clock, you'll be there at 11, so you'll be covered. If you want to pick 1 o'clock, you will be able to select your boarding time, but just make sure you're on time. When you get on board that day, um, you're going to be able to, there's parking, which is additional fee. Sometimes it's around $20 per day. So just keep that in mind. You can, you can pull up to the pier, drop off your luggage with the purser or the porter rather, and uh, check your luggage with him and they'll bring it and they'll have it delivered to your room. Now it's not going to be in your room right away. It's going to be at your room probably around two. If you board at 11 and you want to go to the pool, I recommend that you pack a bathing suit and, um, you know, casual wear that you might want to wear at the pool if you end up checking your luggage. You also have the option to carry your luggage on board with you. So keep that in mind. Once you check in, you know, you're going to have your boarding pass on your phone because when you register with the cruise line, you're going to be able to check in and then you'll have your boarding pass on your phone. So you'll show that at the pier along with your documentation, proof of citizenship. Now, when you go in on board, usually your room cards are going to be in your cabin if they didn't give them to you at check-in. So you go to your cabin, get your room key, and then um, that is going to be how you purchase everything on board. So your room key is also going to be your charge card. So it's kind of like a credit card. The cruise lines are typically cashless society, so everything is charged on that card. You're going to want to register with a credit card when you do your online check-in, so that way you can just have it automatically go to your card. Now, if you really want to pay cash, what you'll need to do is go to the purser and put down the cash, or guest services and put down the cash for your room. So you could put down $500 and that you're spending money. Once you reach the $500, your card, your online, um, I mean, your boarding pass will not be allowed. It'll, it'll decline. So you'll have to go back to the uh, guest services and pay, put more money down on cash. Okay. Um, there's also going to be a safety briefing, uh, which nowadays it's a lot easier than it was in the past. You're going to just be assigned a muster station they're going to tell you where to show up. It might be like go to a part of the dining room or on deck, and you're just going to show your boarding pass or your card, and they're going to just scan it and check you in so that you have, it's really basically watching a safety video on your phone, but just knowing where your muster station is in case of emergency. Um, but it's a simple process. You do that. The ship won't leave until everyone is checked into the muster station. Now, the cruise line also has an app that you're going to want to download and use throughout the cruise because it's going to give you all the day's activities, the times, the shows, the restaurants, everything you need to know is going to be on that, um, on that app. It's a great uh, feature. You can also reserve dining times and uh, reserve shows or um, any additional items, spa. You can purchase all of that on the app. Also, if your beds are not correct when you get to the room, so for example, if you wanted a king-size bed and you go in and it's two lower beds, most all cruise lines have two lower beds that convert to form to a king. So you can just tell your cabin steward, 
hey, by the way, this should be a king and he'll set it up for you. Don't worry about it. Don't panic. It'll they'll they'll make that arrangement for you. Same thing if it was a a king and you know it's two uh, friends going. You want it separated. You just tell the cabin steward to uh, separate the cabin the beds and he will do that. Also, um, there is limited hangers in in the closets on board a cruise ship. I don't know why, but if you need more hangers, you should definitely check with your cabin steward and ask for more hangers. That would be, um, he if he has them available, he'll certainly bring them to you. There's also laundry service on board. If you wanted to have something pressed or dry cleaned, you can do that. Um, it is a fade out. So dining, you know, you're going to have your uh, dining options. You're going to have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the dining room. You're also going to have um, the buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you're always going to have a, plenty of food, plenty of options. I also want to point out that when you're in the dining room, a lot of times people don't know this, but you're going to get, say for dinner, you're going to get an option of an appetizer, a super salad, an entree, and a dessert. Well, if for some reason you're you're thinking, hey, there's shrimp cocktail and there's calamari for appetizers, I don't want one, I want both. Absolutely ask your waiter for two um, appetizers. Same thing with the desserts. If you're wanting two desserts, order them. Even if you wanted to, you know, one person gets an entree, one person gets a steak, one person gets a fish, but you both want to try the pasta, you can order a third entree. So, you know, don't, they don't tell you that, but they welcome that. Those waiters are there to make you happy. And they want, the cruise line wants you to be happy. So please order what you want as much as you want. Okay. If you get on board and you're dining, say you have early seating, but you want late seating, you can always go to the maitre d' at the dining room and ask them if you can change your dining. So don't panic on that. They usually work with you. Um, now as far as other things on the, on the cruise, so there's usually going to be like a little cafe, a 24 hour pizzeria, they have ice cream at the pool. So it really depends on the ship and the cruise line, but usually there's plenty of options for food. Um, something I, I tell people too, is if you're not getting the drink package, um, you may want to consider bringing like your Yeti because you can always fill that up with water at the buffets or at the bars, and then you will always have access to water. Um, as far as pool, at the pool too, I want to know, uh, the deck chairs usually get booked. People will put their towels on them. You go to the pool and there's no, there's no chairs. So if you want to be close to the pool, like if you have small kids and you want to be, you know, as close as possible, just go early and uh, get your pool, chill, pool chairs early. All right, so let's just talk about ports of call and when you get off the ship. So you're going to want to bring your boarding pass and your photo ID when you exit the ship. There's no, re no, needs, no reason to bring your passport or bring your uh, birth certificate. All you need is your boarding pass and your photo ID. Now, if you are doing a shore excursion, they're going to give you all the times. They're going to send a little ticket to your room, and you're going to know, show up at this place at this time. And they're going to give you all the little tips on that. 
If you didn't book a shore excursion and you just want to get off the ship, mostly all the ports of call have shopping area, beach. You could take a taxi sometimes to a little beach area. So if you didn't want to do a shore excursion, you'd always have that option to just walk off the ship and enjoy the port of call as it is. Now, um, the islands, when you go to the islands, they are cash friendly for US dollars. Um, you can bring a credit card, but they do prefer cash because they don't want to pay that credit card fee. And also, when you have cash, it usually allows you to negotiate with the purchase as well. Now, the ship stores are closed when the ship is in port, and the casino is closed when the ship's in port. So, you're definitely going to want to get off the ship and enjoy that port of call. Also want to mention room service. So most cruise lines will offer you a continental breakfast uh, to the room. And what you do is they'll usually give you like a hanger card where you can check off what you want. So if you want coffee for two, a muffin, you want an English muffin, you want some fruit, you want uh, orange juice, you can select all these things put the time that you prefer and then hang that outside of your door before you go to bed. And then in the morning, it'll be delivered to your room. I kind of use that as my wake up call. Sometimes if I know I'm getting up at 7:30 AM. I'll order my pot of coffee. I'll enjoy my coffee, my juice, kind of relax. And then I'll sometimes go to the dining room to have breakfast, but I really like my having my coffee uh, delivered to my room and that is free of charge. Of course, you can always tip the waiter, but it is free of charge. Now, other times throughout the day on room service, you probably don't really need room service just because there is so much, uh, so many options on the cruise. But if you did need to, or you wanted room service, they usually do charge a service charge for that, for any additional other than the um, continental breakfast. Another thing I wanted to mention um, is smoking. So if you have a balcony, just know that you cannot smoke on the balcony. It is a fire hazard. A lot of people think they're going to get a balcony because they smoke. However, that is not, um, it is not allowed. On the cruise ship, there will be designated smoking areas. They're usually near the pool and it's the same, you know, one designated spot. Um, and then you also, most cruise lines will allow uh, you to smoke in the casino at a certain section. So I think I covered a lot, kind of just a quick overview. Um, hopefully you, we answered most of your questions as a first time cruiser. Feel free to email me at info at cruisingwithmarianne.com and Marianne is spelled M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E. So info at cruisingwithmarianne Dot com. If you have any other questions, I'll be glad to answer them or bring them up in a future episode. And I'm also going to cover many more episodes where I'm going to elaborate on some of these points that I touched on. So stay tuned and I hope you follow and I hope you uh, learned a lot about, you know, what to expect as a first time cruiser. Thank you. Have a great day.